0: Hey, Go Church family, this is Gilbert, and I'm super excited to be back here for our third and final podcast for this May series called Rooted 2.0. I'm here with Pastor Matt Hattable. Hey, everybody. I am so enjoying
1: this, and if you're just listening to this podcast, um, if you just found us, I would encourage you to go back to the introduction. Um and listen from there because we've we've got into some really good things. This is a great discussion. I love this series.
0: So ultimately we do these podcasts to introduce the series to discuss the subject in more depth and also really to give you a starting point for your discussions in grow groups. We want to know how your dis- how your grow group discussions are going. We want to know how your experience with grow groups are and we want to hear about testimonies about how The word of God that has been shared here has impacted your life or what God has been doing in general in your life. We want to hear about it. We want to share these things on the podcast and we want to celebrate with you. Yeah, because the word of God is working mightily in you. Amen. We've been saying that all month and we're making room for that seed to grow and grow and grow and bear fruit in our lives. And we're so excited about this. So I want to talk about what we've covered so far in these podcasts, just to give you a little recap. So in the introduction week, we talked about three stages of spiritual growth. And we really compared what John says in the first epistle of John in chapter two, how he talks to three different Ages of people effectively. He talks to children, he talks to young men, he talks to older men. Mm-hmm. And how, we compare that growth to the three stage growth of a cedar tree, which is the roots growing downwards and then the tree growing upwards and then the tree growing outwards until it starts to bear fruit.
1: You know, one day when we were up uh, at the cedars, we were filming uh, one of the messages up there. Uh, we set up with this giant two thousand year old cedar tree in the background, iconic image. But I saw um, over on the other side of the kind of the lane where they had planted some some newer cedars, and they were not not a meter high. How about that? I I used the metric measurement. I'm impressed, and I actually understand you. Yeah. <laughs> And when I, I looked at it and I looked at the the big two thousand year old cedar tree with its its branches stretched out, um, obviously they look different. But when you look at that small one, the young one, it's a cedar of Lebanon. True. Sure. And if you look at it from the right perspective, it's the same. As this great, big, iconic Lebanese cedar, there's some development that is yet to take place. There's some growth that needs to happen. But the seed that is working in that tree will produce a cedar of Lebanon, just like that big one.
0: That's uh, such a powerful image when you think about it. Yeah. You know, how... A little seed contains the information to produce the biggest cedar tree you've ever seen. That's true for me, because I could,
1: I could look at the epistles and I could say, well, I've got some things I need to grow in, I've got some things that need to change, but the seed that is working in me, it's producing this same thing that I'm reading in my Bible. Amen.
0: So if I receive a word that the Lord gives me and I hold on to it, cherish it, make room for it, eventually I'll see it. That's right.
1: That's exactly right. And if if the the seed of God's word gets in me, it's only a matter of time before it comes on me and comes out of me. That's so good. And and the uh, the truth of that will set us free. That's what that's what Jesus said, the truth sets us free. The truth is I don't have to earn it or deserve it. I need to make room for it, expect it, uh, and, and keep, keep the area clean because I need, I need space for this to grow.
0: Absolutely. So we're not spending the whole month talking about different stages of growth. We're talking about what it looks like to grow yeah. and how to grow.
1: And the measure of spiritual growth, which is fruitfulness.
0: Absolutely. So in week one, we talked about sowing and the importance of the seed sown in our lives. And what we're just talking about, that seed is actually a word. And the most powerful thing that we can do for our spirit is to have the words of God be sown into that good ground of our spirit to produce the life of God and the power of God in our lives. The second week, we talked about growing. So we talked about, after sowing, we talked about growing and, and really the emphasis is the fact that the growing, you know, protecting the growth is our responsibility. So that seed, anyway, contains all the information to produce the largest cedar tree you've ever seen. But to get from seed to thousand year old cedar tree, it takes a thousand years. And during those thousand years, there are many things that could come against that seed. We talked about that through the parable of the sower. And we talked about how protecting that seed and nurturing that seed is our responsibility. And that's what we're called to do. We're called to be active with our growth. Yeah. And we don't determine what growth looks like. The Lord determines what growth looks like. And he did. And that's what we're talking about mm-hmm. through the seed. We allow it to grow. Now, towards the end of last week, we talked about Galatians chapter five and how the work of the flesh, so the work of our outer man, which is not born again, is actually contrary and opposing the work or the fruit of the inner man, which is our spirit and what the word of God is trying to produce in us or looking to produce in us. So we looked at how these two elements conflict and we talked about how yielding to the work of the flesh or yielding to uh, the outer man strangles the growth of the inner man. And we're gonna dig deeper into this very same subject. We're not going anywhere, we're sticking to this. And we're really planning to talk about the fruit of the spirit, What does fruitfulness look like? And why is it so important? And we hope that this is, sorry for the pun, a fruitful discussion. I think so. (laughs) During the Grow Groups. We want this to be a fruitful discussion so that we can really identify what we're yielding to. Are we yielding to the works of the flesh? Or are we allowing the fruit of the Spirit to really bear fruit in our lives?
1: And why that's important is when we look here in Galatians chapter 5, we see that... Uh, we just can't we just can't blame the devil for uh, everything. There are some things that are just carnal desires. And uh, that's exactly how Paul puts it. He said that the things that will choke out or rob you of your divine kingdom inheritance is is not the defeated devil, but it is your stinking flesh.
0: That's right. <laughs> you mentioned last week that even witchcraft is a, a, a working and outworking of the flesh. Oh, And we see that like, it's, it's not like we don't see that in scripture. We see that in the book of Acts where we see a person called Simon the sorcerer. Yes. right. And at some point he sees the fruit of the spirit working out from, you know, from the, the love of, of the, the evangelist who was actually a deacon at the time, Philip, who went to Samaria, preached the gospel, Many people got saved, and uh, Peter and John came down and prayed for people to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And then he tried to buy that power. Yeah, so there we see the
1: fruit of the Spirit and the gifts or the manifestations of the Spirit uh, in operation, and there the the devil uh, just had nothing to say. <laughs> right. <laughs> the I will. Uh, I'll. I'll share something with you. This thing about, uh, witchcraft, sometimes, uh, you know, people will, I, I I probably shouldn't say it, but I'll just, uh, people will come to me almost in hushed tones and say, you know, I'm concerned maybe that, uh, someone has put a curse, you know, maybe someone has put a curse on me and that's, that's what's wrong.
0: I heard something similar (laughs) to that on, uh, in Emina, actually this, uh, yeah, some weeks ago, when we were talking about the the authority of the believer. If I, I don't know if it was unit three or four.
1: Yes, uh, and if you're not familiar with Emina, you can uh, you can write us and ask up, ask us about it. But it's a uh, it's a, a system uh, that you can access Bible truths uh, at your own pace and learn uh, important things from the Bible about how to be an a supportive leader and a spiritual leader. Uh, in In your church, and for us that 's go church Beirut, but um, yeah, uh, Galatians five is uh, is a key to being successful spiritually or being fruitful spiritually, and it uh, comes down to this one real simple thing: grow up
0: <laughs> that's what Paul tells us in our main scripture yeah, so now grow up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, I was in Bible school and I heard uh, one of the instructors um, make this comment. He was actually sharing a story. He said that a person came to him and said, you know, I, I really, I just have such a hard time letting go of this past hurt. This, this thing had, had happened to this person and they had been just emotionally really hurt from this. And um, they said, I'm doing my best to, to forgive, but I'm just having a, a real hard time letting go. And uh, the instructor said, well, uh, they, they, and they asked, they ended with this question, what should I do? And the instructor said, well, uh, change. And and that excellent advice. It's, it's excellent advice. Why? Because it, it unlocks our new our new cre- creature, our new creation reality, that that's not me. Right. That that, that statement of, oh, I have a hard time forgiving, that, that's not true. Of no, my the, flesh the, has the new, a hard
0: time. Your, the, your flesh, your, your soul, yeah. Uh, unforgiveness <laughs> is, is the opposite to love, and the first fruit of the Spirit is love. Love. <laughs> right? We're going to talk about this in a second, yes. but actually it's important to know who we identify as and we talked about this last month where we said that we have a citizenship in heaven, so you know if someone asked me where I'm from really i'm I'm the crazy one if I say I'm from X or Z or y country I should say I'm from heaven yeah right if I really believe that reality then then that's that should be my mentality. I'm not saying be disagreeable I'm not saying of course, challenge people who are being friendly and asking about you but that should come to your mind, right? Yeah, that's true. And and really, that is that statement that you just made.
1: That's an example of being led by the Spirit. And we'll talk more about being led by the Spirit later. But um, one of the first or primary ways, if we want to be led by the Spirit, we need to put God, the truth of God's Word into practice. And that's an example of it. In fact, Paul says here in Galatians, he said, um, verse 18, he says, if you are led by the Spirit, then you're not under the law. Well, the law is that part, the first five books of the Bible that say, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. The Bible says here, Paul says here, if you're just going to follow what the Spirit of God leads you to do, if you're going to let the Spirit of God lead you, then you're not going to do anything that violates the law. Keep reading, the fruit of the spirit. The Bible says that there is no law against any of those things.
0: Sure, Jesus Himself says that. You know, when we follow the love command, all all we of fulfill the law, the law. And, yeah, all of the law and the prophets hang on this, right? Yes, we fulfill every single thing that the law tells us. And so, uh, if you know, just by yielding to. The fruit of the Spirit, which is the love of God in us.
1: Yeah, man, that's good. Okay.
0: Let's so how, how about we, we look at, I mean, we looked at this last week, but let's look at this in some more detail and talk about it. Yeah. Let's, let's look at Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through to 25. Uh, and this is really talking about the fruit of the Spirit. So we had enough when it comes to talking about the work of the flesh. Let's talk about what we should actually look at and grow in and allow these things to come out of us
1: yeah and as we're going through this if you think well uh, I know this person and they don't have these things let me just help you you're, you're thinking about the wrong person this is this is you sure <laughs> focus on you and if you say well I don't have these things that's okay just change and let them grow <laughs>
0: You're challenging everyone today. I, I'm challenging me. I'm talking to me. <laughs> That's true. You just mentioned it. So Galatians chapter five, verse 22. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such thing, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus has, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. I find this so... What would life look like if everyone just constantly yielded to this? Heaven. Oh, amen. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, but uh, you say that. Do um, you, you see the language, the very strong language Paul uses here? What are we supposed to do with, with the desires of our flesh? Crucify them. Well, I mean that's violent. That's it doesn't even say poison it. <sighs> nail it to a cross. You nail your passions and desires to a cross. You know what they can't do? Follow you around. That's right. <laughs> or or let's say it this way. They can't dictate to you what you're going to do.
0: Yeah. So I want to I want to talk about the, the fruit of the spirit for a moment because you know if if I look at this I say okay I'm born again, you know. I uh, I believe in Jesus. I believe that Jesus is Lord and I believe I'm going to heaven.
1: So according to our main scripture this whole message applies to you. That's right. Right? Because exactly. The, if you've received Jesus, the
0: next thing mm-hmm. Just grow up. So continue to live in Him. Yep, live in Him. (laughs) And grow up in Him. So I can say that, fine, these things are the fruit of my spirit. So I I believe 2 Corinthians 5.17, which says that I'm a new creature in Christ. You know, old things have passed away. All things have become new. But I don't feel very loving. You know, I'm not living in joy you know I, I don't feel peace um you know not necessarily the most patient person uh, whatever on, on and on and on and on and i i want to say this because it's it's super important to understand the seed has potential for fruit but it's possible that you never see fruit from that seed just the same way we have potential to see and experience and enjoy the fruit of the spirit in our lives, but they can be strangled to a point where we never see them. Now, for example, love, let's take love because love is the first thing on this list. And to me, I think it's the most important, the Bible thinks it's the most important subject to God and God, you know, Jesus, thinks is the most important subject if that's the only command he commanded us to do. And it's not even a subject, it's the nature of God. Amen. That's that's powerful. And, and
1: uh I'm I I want you to I want you to finish your thought but keep in mind as Gilbert's talking here we've we've spent a lot of time talking about the seed. The seed is the word. So
0: yeah. So if I look at love as an example, Paul tells us in Romans 5, verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 5, that God's love was poured out in my heart. Man. So I have that. I'm not going to lose that, right? It's there anyway. I can choose to never walk in it. That's a fact. I can choose to never, ever, ever walk in that nature, which is already in me. And this and I want to talk about the second for of the spirit, which is joy, so this is something that the Lord really taught me about and showed me, because I don't know if you remember Pastor Matt, this is something I talked to you about uh, that it just sounded wrong to my heart when people say I lost my joy and The Lord showed this to me in scripture. I'm not gonna take the time to go through four or five scriptures on this, but basically uh, John 15 verse 11 says that, you know, Jesus spoke so that my joy may be made full. So he spoke and my joy was made full when I believed in him. So I have the potential or the joy of the Lord in my heart. Whether I choose to work it outwards or not, I still have that joy. So I can't lose it. I can't lose the love of God which was already poured out in my heart. And in the same way, I can't lose or I can't not have the potential for the fruit of the spirit, which exists in my heart and in my spirit, whether I see them in my life or not.
1: And so the point that I want to, to bring out there and is, is this, use, use that word potential. And I think that's, that's key. Because uh, someone might look and say, "Oh well, I don't see fully developed fruit; therefore, there must be something wrong with the seed." That's the truth of Mark four. There's nothing wrong with the seed. the The word of God is at work in you, and First Col- and Thessalonians chapter two says the word is working in you mightily, but there is this part that lies with me of getting the ground ready, getting my heart ready to receive, letting roots develop deep in me, getting the internal uh, and external environmental factors pushed away so that I make room for that growth. It's possible Gilbert, it's possible that someone could get born again and have a supernatural experience on the inside of them, but because they're never taught, they're never exposed to uh, God's Word um, in a grow group setting, uh, they're never challenged to change and grow up. They could could live and die and never enjoy the benefits of... That Jesus bought and paid for for them as a new creature in Christ. Why? Because the word of God is like seed. Jesus said this in Mark 4. And it's always going to produce, but what kind of condition are we as soil? Paul called the church in Corinth. He says, you are God's garden. So God is working in us developing in us why because he wants us to be fruitful
0: it's really powerful to think about this and you know this leads to a lot of good discussions during grow groups usually yeah and i would just challenge
1: everyone when you know this week as you're coming into grow group uh, think about think about the fruit or like i use that word result you know fruit is a result of the seed that's sown Think about the fruit of the Spirit in your life. Give. What are some examples where maybe uh, you could say this is definitely a result of the new birth that I've experienced in Christ? Or maybe you want to share? Here's an opportunity that I had, but I maybe chose. Yeah.
0: I chose the works of the flesh instead. Yeah, that's that's great. I mean, bring these examples. Think about this, you know, think about a time when you yielded to the fruit of the spirit and something good came out of it. Right. Or or maybe the opposite, even, you know,
1: um, when we're saying this, because in grow groups, it's important to share. And uh, I think Roy says this really well. He said this a couple of times I've heard that it's it it in it makes our time together rich when each person brings something to share yeah and you know i think it's like this if if i'm sharing my story or you're sharing your story i can see truth in a way it was applied and that helps me and so um and i think that's the power of grow groups and grow groups are a place where we can have accountability and authentic relationships. And that's a place where the seed of God's word can grow up in us.
0: That's really good. So Pastor Matt, we don't have much time left, but uh, I wanna move on to another subject or another question I'm gonna ask. And this is a question that we can ask ourselves and this is a question that we can answer during Grow Groups, but I wanna ask you this question. How does the fruit of the spirit help a believer and help God?
1: Well, um, you know what I'm going to say. Go for it. What does the Bible say? <laughs> and uh, I think it's important for us to look at Scripture. In fact, uh, you've already, you already made mention of this um, when you were talking about the importance of the love of God. Let's, let's look back at John chapter 13. Um, the Gospel of John, the 13th chapter... turning pages in my paper Bible.
0: Sounds authentic on the podcast.
1: So John chapter 13, verse 34, Jesus said, A new commandment... (laughs) It's it's never a suggestion. (laughs) A new commandment I give to you that you love one another. How? As I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this... Verse 35, notice this, by this, all men shall know that you're my disciples if you have really good podcasts. (laughs) No. It also doesn't say if you have a lot of people that come to your meetings.
0: Or it doesn't even say if you have a lot of miracles in your meetings.
1: It doesn't say if you have a lot of miracles in your meetings, and that's important because um, those are not measures of success according to kingdom standards, or those are not measures of fruitfulness. Um, He says here, by this, people will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. We want to have lots of miracles, and miracles happen at Go Church Beirut all the time. That's right. And uh, maybe that's why we can speak so lightly about it. We want to have a lot of people come to Go Church Beirut meetings, and we do. And, I'm and playing, we want great podcasts, too. And, and we do want great podcasts. <laughs> but um, why do we want to have fruitful spiritual lives? Because this is how we go to our world with the love that we're growing in. Go Church Beirut is all about love, grow, go. And if we want to go, we need to go empowered by animated by and in his love jesus said that is the fruit that identifies us as belonging to him that's that's and what and it I is want. the fruit
0: w- which will basically help god in reaching others yes so powerful that's
1: exactly right amen and I would say it this way. I was thinking about this as we've been going through this study. The best way we can see Go Church Beirut grow strong is if each of us make room for growth in us and we let the word of God that we have received take deep roots in us, grow up strong in us, and reach out through us, and we display this outworking of His Spirit in love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering, gentleness, and self-control.
0: Also, I just want to go back to what we talked about fruitfulness. You know, we we talked about fruitfulness as something very important, and it is. It is what it is, and what we talked about it being, is a measure of spiritual growth. It's not necessarily the end of spiritual growth, but it is a measure. And the more we can measure our development, the more we can push forward in it. And it's important to keep measuring ourselves and keep moving forward and keep growing so that we can accomplish the plan of God for our lives. So with that, we're out of time. And it's been an amazing month. What a great study. Been, I've been very blessed by this. The series is, is really powerful and it helps me really go back to basics about what's important during spiritual growth. So I hope you guys have a great time in grow groups this week. And we will see you next month at our Big Sunday Gathering.